Welcome to World Ocean Radio. I'm Peter Neal, director of the World Ocean Observatory. On my life list of travel dreams has been a full exploration of the Grand Canal in China, built 1,400 years ago and stretching some 1,700 kilometers to link two great urban areas, Hangzhou and the capital, Beijing. The Grand Canal has been and continues to be an invisible highway, a linear community in and of itself, a connection that has enabled the transfer of goods south to north, internal migration, and a system of finance and economic connection that resembles the spine of a nation-state, a dynamic structure, a nerve system for the transfer of goods and services, people, and ideas. It has changed over the centuries, deteriorated with age, struggled with modernity. China has other examples of north-south connecting canals, the Zhiganhui from Hangzhou south to Guangzhou on the Pearl River Basin and the South China Sea, and the Xianghui from Yeyang to Guizhou. And just recently it has announced construction of a first new canal, the Pinglu, that will allow vessels up to 5,000 tons to move from the Xi River system to southern ports instead of Guangzhou, shortening the route to the sea by some 500 kilometers, involving construction of new locks, lifting bridge heights, and relocating shoreline inhabitants from the banks to higher ground. It's all part of a grand new system built on the old, with modern utility and enormous cost. Rivers, of course, are natural canals. And in the United States, Europe, Asia, and parts of Africa, they are long-established highways, along which production, trade, and international connections continue to be made. Recent headlines concerning climate-induced extreme drought conditions have not only caused that distribution system to be limited, in some cases stopped, as the water levels have declined and are no longer navigable. The supply chain implications have been painfully obvious just as the low water has revealed vestiges of the past, shipwrecks, submerged ports, and inundated cultural artifacts now exposed for the first time in centuries. Canals suddenly have new uses as reservoirs to store rather than transfer accumulated water for local use, or as built platforms for solar panels to provide alternative energy from the fossil fuel generation of the past. Some canals and rivers have become revitalized as recreational facilities or tourism amenity in the old downtowns of river cities. When I was young, living in St. Louis, Missouri, as far away from the ocean as possible in any direction, I would go down to the Mississippi as an open, natural space in a congested Midwestern city. I could see there bird life, the giant river turtles that became my personal avatar, and hear the sounds of a movement, a continuity. Even a history subverted, the echoes from the nearby old courthouse steps where, yes, once slaves were sold. Rivers are revelations. Beyond metaphor, our planet is organized and fed by the circulation of water, from mountaintop to abyssal plain, through an intricate interlocking architecture that by movement, absorption, irrigation, and sustenance maintains our body and our body politic. I return again to the vision of hydraulic society, community worldwide, sustained and secured by an adequacy of water. We can no longer deny the depletion of water worldwide. The European rivers run dry, the California fields are brown, the forests are on fire. Record temperatures and evaporation continue to disrupt agriculture and public health. 
The town next door to where I live, on the ocean, must now import water by tanker truck for public service and sanitation. It is not a distant, ignorable problem any longer. We must reinvent canals and waterways. We must hydrate our communities and our bodies. We must put aside all the foolish pride, the political absurdities, the social conflict, the prideful war, to focus on what brings us together and sustains us. Strip away everything else, distill it all down to water, and allow its flow in natural conduits, melting ice, lakes and rivers, built canals, waterways and pipes, penultimately into the ocean, where it turns round again, mixes to sustain our travel fantasies and hopeful dreams. We will discuss these issues and more in future editions of World Ocean Radio. World Ocean Radio is distributed by the Public Radio Exchange and the Pacifica Network for use by college and community radio stations worldwide. Find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and at worldoceanobservatory.org. 